Welcome everybody to episode two of The Tech Box. I'm David Rich and I'm joined this week by the one, the only Richard Yates. Hello, Richard. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> and of course, uh, regular as always, James Honeyball. Hi, James. Good morning, Dave. How's it going? Yeah, not so bad. Not so bad. I'm getting over the back end of a cold. So um, I trust you two gentlemen are fine. Good, thanks. Good. Excellent. Yeah, just getting over a bit of a cold myself, but I think it's pretty much gone now. Yeah, I think another day and I will be there. So uh, my dulcet tones are, getting, are coming back to normal. Um, episode two, then. Um, positive reviews from the first episode, I hear. Yeah, I, mean, I think, you know, it's a bit of a case of thanks, chaps. Enjoyed the chat. Uh, keep it up. So uh, we'll have to try, won't we? Excellent. Um, well, more importantly, what have we been suffering through for the last uh, week, week and a half? I think it's tailed off now. I think our usage has <laughs> nearly uh, nearly all but ended. But um, BBM, gentlemen, BBM. Yes, that has been uh, a small amount of suffering there. <laughs> it hasn't been such a suffer, has it? I mean, it, it, you know, it, it's, it could be very viable if things like WhatsApp didn't have such a good hold on the market, you know. Um, and in many respects, it's every bit as good, I think. Although, um, in some respects, I don't think it's as good. And in the odd one or two, it's possibly better. It's, it's just a different thing on the market. It seems to be lacking from my point of view. So um, I picked up a old BlackBerry Q10 as well to uh, fully experience the <laughs> BBM ecosystem. And I think we had a couple of other people's in, didn't we? We had Mayuri and we had um, Andy Hagen. And John Belshaw as well. Yeah, he joined us in the chat. And I, I think, like I said, it started off um, relatively happy with it. Um, however, the holes, I think, started to show quite uh, quite quickly where it was lacking. James, you've made an extensive list of uh, all the problems that you weren't particularly happy with. Yeah, I think... I think one of the thing, one of the big problems for it is what features does it have that the other messaging platforms don't have. Now I can think of one major feature it has, which is adverts. So that every time I open up the list of chats, I get a lovely little advert appearing there, which is good. Um, but apart from that, I think our initial problem was actually just initializing the app. We had the invite to it, and this initial invite to the group chat didn't seem to kick it off so i would try and go to the link that uh, richard sent us and it just wouldn't initialize uh the chat for me and that got sorted after a, a few hours and then we started using it and immediately you i started noticing some of the gaps so no animated gifs yeah that's uh a big and thing these days actually there was a, there was another cock up fairly early on as well by me wasn't there i set the group up and then thought, oh, it might be interesting to have uh, BBM on more than one device. Um, and I guess I hoped that I'd be able to have a sort of a, you know, user email that it would go to many devices, but it doesn't yeah. work that way. And, and, no. and if you remember, what happens is when you, when you log in on a new device, it logs you out of the old device. Um, and in the process, uh, you, you get kicked out of any, any groups that you've joined. So we have this, Bizarre situation that I set up a group and had been the admin, um, switched to, uh, logged in on a new device with the result that only Dave could approve anybody joining or leaving the group. And, and indeed, we had the <laughs> same, we had the same thing later on, didn't we, Dave, where you left and I had to approve you because, because I was still in the group. Um, yeah. And, and every time this happened, you lost all of the history on the group chat, which I thought was a fairly fundamental problem, really. 
But thinking about it, okay, so um, I'm just sat here now and we're discussing that, but what other applications let you do that? I mean, WhatsApp is unique to the telephone number. So Facebook you- Messenger is the main one where right, you okay. can dip in and out on multiple devices and on the web. And I think that's, for me, that's my expectation now for a, uh, a messaging app. It needs to be cross-platform, it needs to be on the web, and you need to be able to swap devices uh, at any time. Yeah. yeah. What, yeah, what about... What about trying to link video then? What a nightmare. <laughs> that is, you can't actually send video within the group. I think you can do it um, user to user. And in a group, you have to link via Dropbox. It's mm. crazy, crazy. Very strange. That could just be them protecting their servers from overload, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. There was another weird thing when you talk about sharing uh, videos. We were sending various screenshots and photos to each other, and there seemed to be this concept of sharing in low definition and high definition. So mm. you'd have to specifically request high definition versions of images, and I couldn't quite work out what Why? that was about. Mm. And, and did did the person sending the image then have to approve the sending of that HD image? Yeah. Yeah, that happened to me a couple of times. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, there's such a big delay as well. It's uh, I, I noticed that. So let's say Richard wanted to add someone to the chat. It would come to me to allow or deny. But if I don't look at my handset for <laughs> yeah. maybe an hour or two, yeah. then, you know. Everyone's stuck with a low-definition picture whilst <laughs> you're away having a cup of tea. It, it also, as well, has anyone else noted that it doesn't save where you are in the thread? Yeah. So if you come back after a day's work, you you just missed everything because you have to scroll and you don't even know where you're scrolling back to. Yeah, yeah. You can't find your place, can you? There's no no index. No, I think if this was by itself, and I think maybe five or six years ago, this might have actually stood a chance. But I think um, I don't know. In a corporate world, maybe it's okay, but it's not sort of a social network, is it? If that it, makes sense. It, I, I think the thing is, it, it goes back to something we touched on last time. You know, if if BlackBerry had released this multi-platform before things like WhatsApp and whatever got started, it would have yeah. clean, cleaned up. It's like if Nokia had made the Nokia store available to Samsung, Sony Ericsson, and Motorola, we'd have had a proper app store on on Symbian and pros- very possibly then on on Mego. But but they were effectively. Um, saying, oh, no, this is so good, we'll keep it on our own devices. And, of course, they had a huge volume of, um, well, I guess a mixture of both businesses and, and uh, teenagers for a while. Um, but they they held it back from general release for so long, they got surpassed by something else. And that yeah. that really is the failing of both Nokia and BlackBerry, I think. Mm. It, it is better on the actual BlackBerry themselves because you yeah. don't get the adverts. Yeah, that's right. Um, but cross-platform, it's not brilliant. Glimpses, okay, so... Please, someone explain me what these glimpse was all about because I'd come back to my handset and then you guys had been sharing glimpses among each other and they all said expired to me and never showed anything. What was I missing? This was the one. This was the one feature that was actually quite intriguing and quite compelling. So they built into it uh, what looked to be some third-party product called Glimpse, which is a bit like Find My Friends on uh, iOS, where you can basically see where somebody is on a map. And various different people were sending various different glimpses about where they were and what they were doing. And I think it left it open to track the person for about 30 minutes. So you could see where someone was walking around for 30 minutes. And that was genuinely interesting. And I suppose if you had a big group of people and they were combining those glimpses with photos and things, it could be a thing. It could. I've just sent uh, sent you a glimpse, Dave. So if you do it now, you should be able to do it live on air and see what it shows you. 
I've actually got it on the S8 of them as well compared to that little BlackBerry screen. So um, it might be a little bit more enlightening. Mm. No, go, go click on it now and you'll see what happens. I mean, I found the thing that was really interesting about that is is I was, um, I, I've been spending the week with uh, my son and his family in, in Norway. And, and two or three times I did the glimpse thing. And, and on all three occasions, I happened to be near water. Now, I don't know whether this is a, <laughs> a failure of, of the, um, the way it works. I mean, maybe it's just the 4G signal fluctuating or whatever, but the appearance of the, of the glimpse seemed to suggest that I was hovering above a lake on one point. Uh, another, <laughs> another occasion I was jumping intermittently across a river, which was about, I don't know, 20 meters wide. So it would have been quite an achievement, especially, uh, at my age. Um, and, and another occasion, um, when I sat still, um, you know, I, I was the one looking after the baby for the short term. Um, I was sat there for about 20 minutes and I appeared to walk about four, four or 500 yards in opposite directions during that time. So I, I think that it, it must have been triangulating me using the 4G signal. And what you're actually seeing was fluctuations in that signal rather than any real movement, which, um, yeah, yeah. undermines it. I guess because I, I've currently got you travelled as the crow's flies quite far, and it says that you're currently walking 1.2 kilometres an hour while yes. recording a podcast stationary. And yet I'm sat on a chair in my little box room. Hmm. Yeah, it looks by the map like you're pacing up and down your estate. Really, really. Well, <laughs> estate I, I, is yeah, well, that, quite that's a, bigger than a house. Well, this is one of the one of the frustrating things about this is that I can't actually see the, the what it's showing you. Uh, uh, I can't, yeah, I can't click on that, so I, I don't know. Um, and yeah, I can assure you the um, the extent of my movement here is to pick my cup of coffee up every so often and and, and have a, a drink out of that. So so it's good, but it's not. You know, it's, it's it wouldn't work at the, at. Um, I mean, you were saying at Glastonbury, James, you used a. a, a um, Find your friends. The Find Friends app, yeah. It it wouldn't work like that, would it, I don't think? It certainly works better on the S8 than it does on the small BlackBerry Q10 screen. So, um, yeah, it's not ideal for the actual size of the screen. That's helpful. There's a phone going now. Somebody will get that in a minute. Oh, there's two phones. Is it in stereo, is it? I think so. This is old technology. Yeah, yeah, it is old technology. Anyway, so, never mind. happy days. Oh, you just sent me a picture. Oh, I'm moving all over the place. Yeah. Very yeah. impressive. So, okay then. Black BBM messaging is done. That's our experiment over with. Um, oh, Q10 no, no. can we're, we're go not, in set draw. We're, we're, we're giving up that easily on it. I, I don't know. I think we should try something something yeah. else. What something we... a bit more modern, I think, would be better. Yeah. James, have you got any thoughts? You seem to, you seem to uh, have invested in some stickers. Are you really sure you want to see those go to waste? I invested in stickers. Did you not? I, th- I thought I saw you <laughs> buying some stickers from your uh, activity feed. Oh, right. Well, I, I, I got some stickers. If I've actually paid real money for them, <laughs> I am shocked. Um Thank you. Yeah, I might have to have a look into that. Right, right guys. Uh, this is where the old fogey will have to come out and admit that I couldn't work out what stickers are. So why don't you tell me what stickers are? They're like uh, they're like iOS. Well, you know when you put in like gifs, animated gifs, but they're not animated. That makes sense. It's it's no more dramatic than um, just a little picture of normally a smiley face or a man or a woman that you just paste into the conversation. Ah, so, yeah. So, so it's a bit like emojis. Yeah, yeah, like large emojis. emojis. I mean, I mean, that's one other thing I want to say about about uh, BBM is it, is it, it is a little bit wider than just a messaging app. You know, there there is an attempt to have channels of information and 
um, you know, uh, other things like news channels and whatever. But but one that really frustrated me was the Football 365 channel, which now, mm. there's nothing wrong with football, but it's just a game I'm not interested in. And there seems to be no way of deleting these things. You know, you can't say, no, I'm interested to hear the news. I'd like to have the cricket scores or whatever. Um, but no, you're going to get Football 365, whether you like it or not. Which I, there is, I there is a way. Well, if you if you tell me how, Dave, I couldn't work it out. I mean, buy a BlackBerry. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've got a BlackBerry. You're saying I can get rid of it on, if, if I go on, well, on the. I didn't get I didn't get the adverts on the BlackBerry. No, no, I didn't get the adverts on the BlackBerry. But uh, can I actually delete the uh, the Discover thing? Hmm. So um, okay, so what are we going to use then, gentlemen? What's the next app? Hello. Yeah. Duo? I think the vote is for Allo, I believe. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking right. it is because isn't isn't uh, Duo a mostly video app? Um, I can't remember which way round they are. Yeah, well, we want the okay, one that so isn't isn't, uh, isn't yeah. vi- video. I think that might be a little bit too much. Yeah, um, let's have a look Al- and see. Let's use Allo then. Yep. Okay. Let's let's go for that. We we'll download it. Download it in imminently and see what comes of it. Excellent. Okay then, so um, BBM is consigned to the closet. <laughs> yeah, sort of room one hundred and one of, of messaging yeah. apps, I think. Really, <laughs> yeah. I I have to admit. Okay, so like I said, I was using the Q10 with this, and not to continue, obviously, get bogged down with BlackBerry. But as an as BB10 as an operating system, do you know what? It's not that bad. Oh, I love it. Absolutely. On a div- it. on a device that small, all the gestures, all the swipes, yeah. it makes perfect sense i mean on a larger scale device i can see how it might not be as sort of intuitive but on a small device with a small screen um it makes sense going you know to get back to your home screen you you just swipe up um your list of all your applications that are currently running are just there swipe left for the hub and that hub it's not actually that bad i love the hub i honestly that's the thing i most like about the key one the hub is brilliant if you've got more than one email account that you're monitoring or, or yeah you know, it is an absolutely great way of keeping on top of it because it saves you playing with lots and lots of different notifications well but no, i think blackberry 10 is it's another of those things it came too late it it, it it draws an awful lot on on uh, Mego, but of course, by the time BlackBerry Ten came out, iOS had started to uh, uh, envelop some of the better ideas in Mego. You know, the, the swipe up, the swipe swipe left, and all that sort of thing. Um, it, it, it it again, it, great stuff. Arrived too late. Yeah, you guys are making me uh, very tempted for a passport. I came very close during the week with all this talk about BlackBerry. I was thinking I should try it out, but I don't really want to try it out on one of these other devices the one that i've always coveted is the passport i've seen it on i've seen it on ebay for kind of 150 and then i i kind of just said no james that's just crazy to spend that much on uh, on something you're only going to play about with for at best a week passport is a a great device i mean if you if you want to play with bb10 um look out for a blackberry classic you'll get one of those for probably 30 40 quid less yeah Um, my my q10 i got for 30 pounds so in fact, in fact, in fact, Dave, you'd sell it to James so he could have a play, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, of course. hundred and sixty pounds sound fair? <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> you heard it, no, here, folks. It, <laughs> uh, it is, yeah. Like I said, um, 
BB10 on a device that's small makes perfectly sense. And what I'd probably like to see, I'd, li- I'd like to see BlackBerry maybe release the hub for other Android devices. Uh, you can. You can download the hub. Yeah. You, can you actually download the hub? Yeah, you can. It's in the it's in the uh, Android App Store, and you either have to sort of sign up to something like a pound a month subscription, or it has adverts in it. Right, okay. Um, but um, yeah, it, it's, I mean, it, it's one of the things I most like about the Key One. It's great. Okay, I might I might very well have a look at that. Um, I've got an uh, I've got an Android device here that I'm uh, trialing at the moment. Uh, my views are being congregated about them. Mm. Uh, so we move uh, on to that then, uh, Dave. Your thoughts on this device? Yeah. So um, the kind fellows over at Vodafone, I got a uh, Samsung Galaxy S8 Plus sent to me to have a bit of a play with. Uh, muse my thoughts over. Uh, I've only had it a couple of days, so it's still early days, but. So the hardware, as you've got a Samsung S8, haven't you, uh, Richard? I've got an S8 Plus, but yeah, you got an S8 Plus, yeah. Have you played with one, James? I've played with one briefly, but I've not had extended time with one. Yeah, well, I actually the last Samsung I had was the S6, so I totally missed the S7. Although I lusted after it, um, I really, really wanted an S7, but I, I never did. Um, pr- primary iPhone user, aren't I? And I think that's probably the way it's going to stay. But the hardware is. Very, very nice indeed. It's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I find it a little bit unresponsive at times. And the fingerprint sensor, I haven't really got any issue with it being where it is. Um, it, you know, it's not really a big deal. And I'm not using this with the case, you see. I'm using it without. Um, and, it, and no massive dramas. Screen is like the best bit about it, really. It's the screen for me. Um, yeah, very, very nice screen. Android-wise, Samsung's very... What have they done with all the white menus? Why have they done that, Richard? Why is all the menus white? It it is very strange. And the latest um, firmware update is basically... If you you want to have a permanent um, uh, navigation bar down the bottom, as opposed to a a, a sort of fixed one, you've now got a choice of seven colours, and it's a bit like the old Dulux various shades of white. You can have uh. Apple white or Blackberry white or whatever yeah. else. But you can't say, I'd like my navigation bar to be green or red or purple or black or anything like that. You have to have... I mean, I've got a, a dainty shade of Blackberry white at the moment. It's uh, it's okay, but it's strange. I don't know why they've done that. That's my criticism about the whole... I mean, don't give me... The whole of their software is the white that they've used. I hate white on any devices. And I know you're going to tell me that the iPhone... Seven uses white menus in here and everything, but it's not eye burning white like like this seems to be. This seems to be so bright it sort of burns the back sea it just yeah. makes it, it makes is, no sense. It is very strange the way they've done that, isn't it? Yeah, and I find it just makes everything blend into each other and you can't really differentiate. So you slide down the notification shade and you can't the the first thing that hits you is this massive white, and it's trying to look at what your notifications say in between it. It's it's not very intuitive. Um, I tell you what, I have done though. You'll be proud of me, Richard. Mm-hmm. I've gone and put Microsoft's Arrow Launcher on this thing. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I have to say, I haven't tried the Arrow Launcher. So why did I do this? I've used Nova before. Um, and again, Nova just didn't feel right on this device, and I can't quite put my finger on it. Um. It just didn't feel right at all. But this, um, the main draw for this Arrow launcher was the fact that it pulled the Bing wallpaper mm-hmm. from Bing, oh, and it um, 
and it changes it daily. So a bit like uh, on the Microsoft devices, and I'm a sucker for a good wallpaper. The application drawer, it sort of goes vertically. You've got, um, you know, like on the old Windows devices where you've got a letter next to the um, sort of application name. Yeah. So you can, down down the right-hand side, you can just pick P, and it goes to all your apps with P. You've got a search box at the top. It's um, very iOS-y for me. There's lots of search boxes everywhere, and I'm a big fan in iOS of just sliding down and actually searching for the app that I want. Mm -hmm. And uh, that seems to be the whole thing about Arrow Launcher. You seem to just be able to slide really really anywhere and... um, you know, just search for the application as opposed to scroll. And I found that a lot with the Samsung. You're just scrolling for applications, and I know you can put them in folders, but it, it just didn't work. So, it, like I said, it's early days. I don't have a lot of concise thoughts on this device at the moment, and I'll probably, after by next show, have a much thorough opinion. But I, How I took are you my main sim. The, the Bixby button? It doesn't work. It doesn't do anything. No, it, <laughs> it does nothing at all. It, it says Bixby is not available. Uh, so it's not available in the UK yet. It, it's an no. absolutely ridiculous situation that they would lo- launch a phone that you know the, the S8 Plus is like you know started off at eight hundred quid near enough, um, and yep. and it has this specialised button for Bixby. Well, okay, I think Bixby is a daft thing for Samsung to do. You know, why why would anybody want to use yet another um, uh, yeah, assistant? Assistant. And then, because it isn't actually available in the UK, well, you know, too bad. We we uh, we just basically have a button that is useless. So, you, you, yeah. the, so what's actually happened is that there are lots of people who produced um, apps to um, reuse, remap button. it, yeah, yeah, remap it. And then every time there's a software update, Samsung blocks them. <laughs> I mean, you know, so you're it's crazy. It's completely crazy because at the end of the day, you can't use it for anything. So I don't know what that button's all about. It, it, it's really irritating as well because it will it will effectively launch and then say, "Oh, it's not available." So if you accidentally press it, it interrupts whatever you're doing. So yeah. if they haven't got that for UK English and they haven't got it in the UK, presumably they have literally got it in no other countries apart from South Korea and the, I think it's just kicking off in in the US. Yeah, it it just kicks in the US. Vast yeah. swathes of countries which are going to be using this device with a completely redundant button. Yep, exactly so. Crazy. Isn't You'd it? think they'd allow you to remap it until they release it. Yeah. Surely it's meters that. halfway. Can I give you a bit uh, of break, breaking BlackBerry news just to just to break the thread altogether? I just I <laughs> switched on my BlackBerry Classic and there's a software update. Yeah, you know, oh, interesting. Which, which is um, I, I can't remember when the last was one. There certainly wasn't last time I logged on about three weeks ago. Anyway, sorry. Go go back to the S8 Plus. Um, <laughs> no, it, it it's one of these devices. That I feel, I think it feels a little bit rushed. I think it will feel a much better device in a, a few updates time. Um, it's it's fluid enough. I mean, you know, I've seen people saying, "Oh, it's lagging already." I, I, I don't know. I, maybe maybe the particular combination of things I put on a phone it doesn't cause problems with lag. But it's not something I've ever really thought about. You know, I, I, I've never done gaming on a phone. Um, I, no. watch, I watch almost no video on a phone. Um, so maybe those are the things that cause lag. I don't, I don't know, but it, 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 it just feels like the software is slightly sticky in places. It needs, um, mm. and, and I don't mean by way of, of lag. It's more a case of this hasn't been thought through very well. It, it could operate more efficiently than this. It, it might work better, but it, it's a, it's a triumph of industrial design. I think it makes me think that the next iPhone will be really quite special because I'm sure Apple will be trying to, uh, uh outdo it in their uh, usual way. 
Yeah, people use lag in multiple different contexts, don't they? So they I mean it's so. slow. They mean it doesn't maintain a, a, a solid frame rate. They mean it it the responsiveness of actually sort of touch to being recognised is a little bit too long. So lag could mean anything. Yeah. See, I I think it's it's a word like power user. Okay. Uh, I so. I would say I'm an enthusiast. I like hardware and such. However, I wouldn't say I'm a power user. I maybe once upon a time was, but I just don't have the time to be a power user now. I use my phone as a phone to message and a bit of Twitter. Hmm. Um, A power user, I probably am not, but an enthusiast, definitely I am. So yeah, lag has many connotations because to me, lag means slow between moving from screen to screen. And uh, I'm sure that doesn't mean the same to everyone. Well, the biggest lag that I would look for is, and the thing that annoys me is, how quickly uh, the device tracks my finger, how responsive it is in that respect, and also making sure that it doesn't drop frames. So if it's running at 60 frames a second, make sure that it's constantly running at 60 frames a second and doesn't drop frames and become jerky. Yeah. So... Okay, just go back to my initial thought of this device then. Like I said, I'll have a bit more formulated opinion in a couple of weeks but so the, does everyone remember the S6Z is it the S6Edge was yeah. the S6Z S6Edge yeah, well, yeah. and then the, the S6Edge Plus as well yeah I think that this is like the S6Edge pl- Edge because the S6Edge came and it was all new they didn't really know how to implement everything and then along came the S7 Edge an amazing device sort of Everything was there and formulated, and I think this is the similar again. This is the them getting to grips with the new t- screen technology, uh, having the larger screen, having the new aspect ratios, and I think the device after this will just iterate upon that, and then we'll be sort of seeing the finished product. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think that's right. It, 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 it's definitely the, the S eight is is definitely a much more um, polished um, device compared with the. Um, S6 Edge and the S6 Edge Plus. Um, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, I mean, so, you'll agree with this, I'm sure, Dave. As a, as a piece of design, it's beautiful, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's lovely. It's really nice. Like I said, I haven't got a case on this again, probably because it's not mine, and I'm not as care. care I'm a bit more carefree with it. Um, but it's it's absolutely lovely to hold. Now I've shown this to a couple of family members one of whom has got the S6 Edge Plus, simply because he's he's getting old now. And he, he back when he got this, he wanted something really large. And um, he'd, he'd gone from the um, Galaxy Mega that I gave him, and he, he really liked that, but he, he broke that. Um, so this was sort of the next step on from that. And I gave it to him to have a have a play with. And his, his initial thoughts were, this is so much easier to hold. It's so much nicer, yet the screen is sort of as big as his S6... Um, plus, I forget all the names. S6 Edge Plus, if that makes sense. It is a mouthful, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it, not very uh, it user is, friendly. It is. It is. A, I mean, it's a beautiful screen. It really is a lovely screen. It's a yeah. delight to watch stuff on it. And I think this will probably be his next device. I mean, I might advise he maybe hold off till the you know the Note Eight or something like that. Uh, maybe a bit more of a polished S8. Uh, but certainly, if he was to go get this when the next one comes out, because obviously it'll be a lot cheaper, I, I think that the the form factor for him is will be much better because he's carrying, like I said, it's a bit, what he's got at the moment is pretty hefty, but this sort of ties everything into a smaller package for him, and I think he'd probably benefit from that. Mm. So those are my uh, initial thoughts, Richard. And uh, like I said, I, I've committed to this. I've taken my SIM card out of my iPhone. 
uh, and I and I've put it into this device, so I'm I'm going to literally be living with it for the next couple of weeks um, and comparing it to iOS, um, you know, f- for my own purposes. Excellent. Um, so, good. so, so James, you wanted to move on with something. Um, I'd like to mourn the death of the Android blobby emoji. <laughs> okay. Uh, because I thought that the Android emoji were the best ones. I think alongside the Facebook Messenger emojis, these were the most well-designed and consistent uh, amongst themselves, not consistent amongst other brands. So I'm actually a little bit sad that they couldn't tweak them to be more uh, consistent with the other emoji uh, manufacturers so that uh, the meanings translated across all of them and kept the stylishness of them. I think the Android O emojis are a little bit less appealing to me. I think um, on balance now, I think, obviously I mentioned the Facebook Messenger emojis. I think they're really nice. Um, And I suppose the iPhone ones are classic now, um, but I've always hated the Samsung and LG emojis. And if there was an easy way of getting those Samsung emojis off the Samsung phones, I would (laughs) definitely do it. They're so amateurish and awful. Yeah, so just so the listeners can follow along, uh, James has kindly put a link in the show notes to Emojipedia, which uh, gives you a nice list of all the different emojis out there and then the different manufacturers' versions. It's good, isn't it? It is actually good. I've never seen this before. Um, Microsoft's don't look very nice. I'm looking at a candle now. Samsung's, again, aren't very nice. Apple's, I'll give Apple a big thumbs up here. They do very nice emojis. Um yeah, uh, who's emoji one? Who's emoji one? Anyone know? I think that's an open source emoji set that uh, different people can take. Right. Okay. So they've so they've actually got rid of the Android ones, then have they? They've they're they're phasing out the uh, the what's called the blobby emojis, the ones which are sort of semicircular. Right. Okay. Ah, is that is that more f- because they're standardising or... Yeah, I, mean, I think they're just bringing them to be more consistent with the other uh, manufacturers' uh, emojis, which is a noble effort, I suppose. It's just sad to see them go because I thought that they were very stylish. And it surprises me that not everyone thinks that they were the most stylish and that they were uh, one of the preferable ones. There does seem to be some uh, dislike of them. Yeah. Could you imagine if you could select which ones you wanted? So you could just literally install the manufacturer's sort of emoji pack additionally onto your device. I think think that would be be a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I think that I I suppose because now emojis are now part of the conversation. So if you do include them in your messages, having consistency is really key. So they can't vary a huge amount between uh, manufacturers or they couldn't vary a huge amount between different theme packs or something because the message needs to be the same. So I understand what, what they're doing on this, but... What's everyone's favourite emoji at the moment? That's interesting, isn't it? I, I'm, I'm just, while you've been talking, I've been slightly distracted looking at this. The difference between them is, is quite substantial. I mean, you know, if, you, yeah. if you send the sort of um, uh, Apple Grimace one, I suppose, this is the example it shows, it, it looks pretty horrible in some of these. You wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of, uh, of that. Yeah. You, can, you can see why people can get confused when they get a message. I think, why has somebody sent me that? Because there's such a difference. Yeah. So this is a good example because grimacing emoji is my favourite emoji and I send it to all my closest friends. On Apple, it looks like uh, the person is ecstatic uh, and 
having a really good time. That translates pretty well onto the Google blob emojis. But by the time you get down to Samsung, I mean, that is just a look of evil, isn't it? And the Microsoft one's not too good either. <laughs> no, the Microsoft aren't, aren't very... I'm very good at all. If you click on the actual name of the provider, it lists absolutely every single emoji from that provider. Ah, so it does. Yeah, it's it's really good, actually. You don't often see them just all laid out in front. And, and there's a lot, isn't there? There's literally loads and loads and loads. It's massive. If you can quantify loads and loads. Actually, Microsoft's aren't too bad. No, Are they I, not? No, that, that one particular one, though, is not what I think. Yeah. I've sent the Apple version of that, not realising it would come out like that on a Microsoft device. That's sort of, oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> I hadn't realised I'd said that to you. Um, but I like that. It's good. Not a bad find, there. No. Are you big into emoji, do you think, James? Uh, yeah, I like, a, I like to uh, lace my messages with as many emojis as possible. <laughs> Have you seen relevant, face- of course. Facebook's grimacing face? That's uh, yeah. That's pretty, pretty much. I see. I always just send the smiley one, and I, I don't actually know what that means. If that makes sense, I just s- smile. But yeah, I think it just really. Ha- I think emojis just really help clarify exactly what you mean on a message because you can get, you can say something, and maybe you're saying something sarcastic, and you don't want it to be misinterpreted. So just whack a little smiling emoji or yeah, grimacing I, face emoji on there and it just uh, makes it clear what you mean the trouble is if there's such a difference between them you might be sending somebody completely the wrong <laughs> yeah. uh, message right yeah i mean yeah. you know i, I look yeah. at the differences on this one and i think well mm, you know it, 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 some of them are, are almost quite i mean the samsung one's quite hostile on this one isn't <laughs> yes, it? <laughs> yeah it really is <laughs> you receive that it's uh it could be a bit of a, bit of a wake-up call what <laughs> exactly so there we are. That's my uh, just a small corner to say goodbye to the blobby emojis. <laughs> Although, given <laughs> how given how slow uh, uh, updates are made to uh, Android platform, uh, I think the blobby emoji will live on for a little while. The last I saw, I think Sony was the only major manufacturer to actually adopt the blobby emoji from stock Android. So, actually, thinking most uh, stock Android uh, uh, distributions will get updated to Android O, won't they? So, yeah. yep, the blobby emoji will probably mostly die out. It's rather sad. Blob, uh, you know, blobby emoji extinction is um, not something you sit and sort of think is going to happen, is it? Really? I mean, they've been around a fair while. <laughs> Exactly. Well, how I link from emoji to uh, my MacBook, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. I, I am. With well, I think it, the with grimace, grimace yeah, is fairly exactly. <laughs> With the grimace. Okay, so um, where did we leave it last episode, then, gentlemen? Did had because it all blends into one because last, this is being ongoing saga. Last episode, I was saying to you, you should uh, get in touch with Tim Cook's office, and they'll sort it all. Right. Okay. So. From that time frame, Richard, I did indeed get in touch with Tim's Cook office, and uh, you were saying it took about a week for them to reply to you. Yeah. They came back to me the next day, the next morning. Oh, wow. So well I, I was uh, hopefully that's a testament to how desperate I sounded within my email. Um, so they came back to me, and I got my own sort of what do they call them? Executive relations liaison. Yeah. So I, I got her, and um, I thought, this all sounds really, really promising. I've now got my own uh, sort of dedicated channel. However, the the upshot of was that, that was I was basically told to wait. Um, <laughs> you know, she was, a bit, she was a bit more polite when she said wait. Uh, however, 
wait nevertheless I had to so I duly waited and I waited for another week and then TNT eventually like a kid at Christmas brought my package so it actually arrived I um I was over ecstatic with glee I uh, contacted the lady and I, I mentioned about my warranty because I had a year and a half left of Apple Care on my previous MacBook and what I wanted to try and negotiate was that warranty carrying over onto the new one or if at all possible me being able to purchase the three-year warranty at a reduced rate because obviously adding an extra year and a half I realized there would be maybe a small additional cost to pay however in true Apple format they gave me the three years of Apple care for free wow that's impressive yeah it's impressive Richard considering I would actually need that Apple care Um, (laughs) two days later so I received it on the Thursday I uh, went to unlock my Mac on the Sunday. Whilst unlocking, uh, if everyone's familiar, you sort of lock in, you log in, and then all your notifications ping through, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, I logged in and in pinged my notifications, and as my notifications pinged in, the left speaker let out an almighty pop. Oh and you guessed it. Guess what happened? Uh, it died. It blew. The left speaker blew. So my uh, 2017 MacBook Pro 15-inch, all singing, all dancing, only had a right speaker. The left one did function, but it functioned abysmally. Uh, I did a nice little video, and this is what I was trying to send you gentlemen through BBM. It was a nice little video to demonstrate how it sounded like someone under a duvet when you uh, went to left and right balance. Um, so I spoke to my dedicated liaison that I had now had. I sent her a message on Sunday and I spoke to her on Monday. And I'm sure at this point she just thought I was after everything I could ever get. Um, but then I've probably did, did this to myself for some reason. Uh, but no, she didn't. Um, she recognizes that I am the unluckiest individual alive. Uh, and we organized, she went and showed the video to her engineers who confirmed it was a hardware fault and they want to capture the machine. So they wanted <laughs> to go back to. I loved it when you sent that message. <laughs> Images of a, of a MacBook Pro running down the yep. road with a horde of people chasing it. I mean, crazy thing. Yep. So pretty much because it's a new model and, um, they wanted to capture it, take it back to Ireland, have some engineers look at it. Uh, see if it's an issue that maybe could be fixed by changing the component at factory level or if it's software or, or whatever. The upshot is I'm now waiting for another MacBook to come out. So I I got DHL. They came and picked it up on Wednesday. And now we're recording this on sat- uh, Sunday. And I still don't have a tracking number for my new MacBook coming. So again, I'm envisaging it's going to have to come by TNT. So probably about seven days from China, so another week and a bit. Oh, dear, Uh, dear. I mean, I looked into this issue, and the speakers blowing actually seems to be quite a common issue on the new new 2016 one. So it seems to be quite common on there. A lot of people were saying that the uh, Windows boot camp, so when you run boot camp on it by itself, that the drivers weren't actually, they weren't properly configured and were blowing it, but Microsoft had seen... Yeah, Microsoft had since released a updated driver to to do that, but I wasn't running Bootcamp, so um, why mine suddenly when I was only running Mac OS? Like I said, as soon as I unlocked it, it it, it sounded like it's overdrove the speakers, mm. and the left one just let out a pop. So um, I don't know whether it's related to that, 
but I, I reckon Apple certainly are aware that they've got issues with speakers. So, was um, this the first I, sound that the speaker had ever made? No, no, it hadn't. So you'd actually logged in previously and it had played something yeah, before? Yeah, I'd, I'd played music. I'd demonstrated the, to my wife the amazing speakers on the new MacBook Pro. Um, <laughs> amazing but so, short-lived. Yeah, yeah they, they are really good. I'll, I'll give them that. To their credit, I will give them that the speakers are amazing. Um, but it, my heart just dropped when this thing went again. I just couldn't yeah. believe how unlucky I had because I'd had to get this MacBook Pro sent. I then got all the Apple Care applied to the C- serial number, and I thought I'm home and dry now. I, I, I'm sorted, and uh, the battle begins. But I mean, the, you, you sort of say the what can they do for me? Um, they are doing everything, I suppose. They can't magic this thing into my lap. They can't. They're not, you know, in charge of the thing breaking. They've given me Apple Care. They've sending me another one. I don't. I think it's one of those frustrating things where I can sort of beat the drum, but there's nothing I can do about it. Well, I mean, you've got this awkward situation, haven't you? That they really are actually trying to do everything they possibly can. Yeah. It's just that you're, regardless, still stuck with a. a, a have you, I mean, have you still got this one? Are they taking it back yet? Or, uh... It's gone back now. Yeah. It's gone back. Yeah. So I don't have one again. So. Probably for the last two months, I've had a MacBook, my MacBook for two days. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's you know, and, and that's the thing. People would say, well, I, I, I'm, I wouldn't stand for this. I'd want, comp- how do you compensate someone for this? I mean, you can't. They're doing everything that they can. I mean, what, what can they do better? The fact that you will end up with a 2017 15-inch macbook and you've got three-year apple care on it i mean that's compensation where when all of this dies down and you're sat there in front of it and it is working i think you will have come out of it quite nicely it's just that uh obviously you've got some teething problems getting there yeah yeah yeah, since about april you know since my machine started having issues The, the frustrating thing is because they don't know what is causing this um this issue presumably so the model that i'm going to get potentially could have the same issue and yeah if it goes in six or seven months the chances are they've probably got to the bottom of it and when you take it in for repair they'll swap the part part out with a you know a a new sort of speaker component um but you know part of me telling me it's going to go again it's going to happen again brace yourself all i can hope is it doesn't go so soon i think we'd hear we would have heard about it more if it if it was something that was going to happen on every macbook or it happened often i i think i had heard that it happened under that uh, windows mode but i haven't heard of it happening endemically on uh, all 15 inch macbooks yeah i i might I, like i said I might, I might just be really really unlucky um but um you know we'll see so you seem to have been really, really unlucky. I mean, come on, let's, <laughs> let's let's not undersell it, Dave. I mean, if it could go wrong, short short of the thing catching fire and and doing a Samsung on you, uh, it's hard <laughs> to see what else. Could yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the that's the next thing that they send you an exploding MacBook or something. But I mean, really, you know, you you go out and you spend a lot of money on a device. I mean. Yeah, I think it's a 2017 uh, MacBook these days. I mean, well, I think all all in all, you're looking probably about the best part of three thousand pounds with the Apple Care. And don't get me wrong, I I understand that this is an upgraded model; it's a replacement. But my old MacBook Pro, it wasn't a slouch. It was a 2015, bought in December 2015, and that thing set me back probably about two thousand seven hundred, two thousand eight hundred because of the Apple Care. So, you know, these these things are expensive and. well, they are. They're doing me right, aren't they? But it's made me question. 
do I want to invest this much money in the future? So yeah, I could only really... It would make me well, question it too. I mean, I mean, I was having the conversation, I'm thinking about it, and I can only really guarantee that that MacBook Pro, that £3,000 investment, is good for three years while Apple cover it. Yeah. After that, you, you're really on borrowed time because... To, to replace the logic board in my 2015 one, and they did do that originally, it cost £900. I mean, am I going to want a bill maybe in three years, six months, once the Apple Cares run out, for £900? I'm not, am I? Apart so from, it, it, apart it, it brings into question. Though, I th- normally, electronics, tend once they've worked for three years, they tend to just keep working. I mean, right. as I say, batteries excluded. It, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, that's that's the thing though I, I want this MacBook Pro I, my intentions were to keep them for five years and then purchase another one that's why I'll spend the money at time of purchase I'll load it up and um, you know I'll spend a good amount of money with the hopes that it lasts five years but if I can only guarantee it while the manufacturer's warranty is there do I want to be spending less? And I, I was t- even thinking about maybe even building my own machine because at least then I'm in control of that. I'm in control of the components and it's not such a huge cost every three years because if it's going to be three years, I can only guarantee that it works while it's in the warranty, then it's it's a lot of money to be spending for such a small amount of time. I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm a little jaded. Do you mean building a Hackintosh? Yeah, that's what was coming to my mind. I know of all the inherent problems and time and and all that, but you know, if you're spending three thousand pound every three years, to me that's too much. Three thousand pound every five years, maybe that's that's uh, that's sort of an easier pill to swallow. This does get me onto one of my thoughts that I've been having recently around the cost of Apple products because I love Apple products, and you know, I've got a I'm sitting in front of a MacBook twelve inch. Um, but I think that the the barrier to entry is so, so high. high now. So yeah, if yeah. you were go- if you were going to uni and you were uh, seventeen, eighteen, and you wanted a laptop for uni, you know, can a can a lot of students spend fifteen hundred, two thousand pounds on a laptop, or would they just go for a three hundred and fifty pound Windows machine? Because it, it does seem like. The gap between a three hundred and fifty pound Windows machine and a fifteen hundred pound MacBook is just too big. It's huge, and, isn't and it? You, you're not getting a lot for that fifteen hundred either. For the lower end models, uh, their entry level models are very expensive, and I don't think you comparatively get as much. Yeah, but it used to be. I remember that uh, Apple products used to be. They used to appear slightly premium, but when you actually priced up the equivalent Dell with exactly the same components and you took into account the build quality, the price was pretty much equivalent. Yeah. You'd put together a, a Mac or a Mac Pro or an iMac. Uh, and I think the iMacs are still relatively well priced, but the the cost of the MacBooks now are, you know, in a completely different league to uh, yeah. the Dells and the HPs of the world. They are. They are. And, and the other thing about it as well is that Windows 10 is a, a much better operating system than, than previous versions of Windows. It's not perfect, but it, it's, I, I mean, I, I find it a lot more user friendly than, um, certainly Windows 8, which wasn't user friendly, I don't think. Um, and, and if you go back a little further to things like XP, it's in a totally different league. Now, yeah, it still has, it still has problems because it's Windows, but it's, the, the software dis- difference isn't as great. And, and I think as well that the, 
the changes I've seen to iOS, they're great in terms of integration with things like iPhone and, and, and the Apple Watch and whatever. I mean, you know, I, I can unlock my MacBook with my Apple Watch and so on. That's great. Um, but are they such big changes that make it worth spending four times the price? Well, yeah, I'm not so sure about that. Yeah. No, and and that's what appeals about the whole hacking tosh. Don't get me wrong, I I probably do not have the time to actually maintain it with updates and all that sort of stuff. But the idea of being able to build my own hardware, uh, a fraction of the cost, and run the operating system that I like, and if a component breaks, I can swap that component out. Uh, you know, the, each component will have a manufacturer warranty on. Okay, once that's gone, it's still relatively cheap in comparison than having a sealed MacBook Pro that, you know, just a board in it costs £900. It's yeah. just, I don't so know. I bought a Mac Mini very recently, uh, and I got the quad-core Mac Mini, so it's the 2012 model. Yep. Uh, and I had to spend almost £500 to get that. So it couldn't have cost more than that when the guy bought it new. Um, and that is because, I, so I run a, a Hackintosh and I'm just struggling to get the exact Hackintosh that I've built uh, operating with dual uh, dual monitors. Yeah, uh, It worked perfectly on El Capitan and with Sierra, it is just a right pain to get the uh, dual monitors going on it. And of course, there's nothing you can do. You just keep waiting for the software updates to come out. You keep trying to dive into some fairly complicated config to get it working. And in the end, I just thought, okay, I kind of give up on this. I'm just going to get a Mac Mini. The Mac Minis are really holding their value because uh, you buy a Mac Mini today and you're looking at a ridiculously low spec for £500. And they don't even do uh, a new quad-core uh, Mac Mini at the moment. So I'm really hoping that Apple isn't completely deserting this kind of mid-range area and just focusing on the the, the, the high end. So I, I wouldn't no. want to put you off um, building a, yeah. a Hackintosh because it is kind of fun, but you do f occasionally find yourself in one of those situations where you think, ah, I can't, do it's not working, it's not doing this particular thing, and I've kind of got nowhere to turn to, apart from some very good web resources, but there's no silver bullet for you. You're going to have to fix it with a little bit of, blood sweat and tears but if you if the setup if you get a setup that is explicitly recommended as uh compatible components then you're probably okay i wanted to push myself with this hackintosh build and build a completely passive uh small uh hackintosh and and have it as a, a quad core so it took a lot of um selection of parts that were pretty close to being 100% compatible but not quite putting them all together get it up and running um, the end result is absolutely fantastic but you do run into these kind of uh, roadblocks every now and again yes it's been years since I've built a, a Hackintosh I have a Hackintosh laptop about oh, I don't know six seven years ago and it was great fun but, but you're right you have this this constant sort of um uh, block, don't you, when you want to do something but there just isn't a driver. Um, you've got to be very careful which one you choose to get one that's got the, the right spec and whatever. Yeah. I mean, w when it's working, it's remarkably stable because you assume that it's because it's not uh, Apple hardware and it's this uh, specialist Apple operating system that's going to crash it all the time and all the things like that. But my one has been absolutely rock stable. When it was on El Capitan, I would leave it on for weeks and weeks and weeks and it would never uh, flinch. Now, yep. You've got the question, though, haven't you, about uh, are you actually allowed to use this, the operating software? Which you're probably not. Yeah. I think I was 
quite oh, I say I'm quite conscious that what I was doing probably wasn't hundred percent um, allowed. But given I think it's it swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Given how much money we put into uh, Apple with iPhones and MacBooks and things, I think they can allow us a small amount of experimentation on the side. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I mean, I'm inclined to wonder about that one, but let's let's leave it to one side. I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I would just say I've got so many um, uh, Apple installation discs here from when it used to come on CD-ROM that um, I think I'm probably fine anyway. If you if you want one mm. of those. Um, but it, it, yeah, you're right. They, they do run amazingly well if they are the right, you know, the right setup in the first place. If you've got the right, um, you know, the right chip and the, and the, and the right ports and whatever that, that Apple have got drivers for, you wouldn't know, would you really? It, it, it's kind of interesting that uh, there's a pretty vibrant hacking to scene, but it, it surprises me in many ways. It isn't bigger. Yeah, I think I think it's hard. It, that's that, that's that's the point of the matter. Um, and and for me, stability is probably the key thing. I mean, I, I, what you were saying about the 2012 Mac Mini, James. I have a 2014 one, and sort of the, it's a crippled version uh, with the i5 and the 1.4 processor. Um, and yeah. it literally is just a server for me. It handles all the files in the house and uh, it. it functions as a root as the router the dhcp router and all that sort of stuff so reliability i i le- that runs 24 7 365 days a year unmonitored yeah um and uh, that's how i like all my systems to be i like to leave them on i don't like to touch them and i i would have an issue because i use three monitors so two monitors wouldn't you know if they alter a driver um so yeah, yeah i think it's probably reliability that stops a lot of people because that's what stops me from doing it i don't think, I think if you've time. got three monitors then that's the thing that's going to really get <laughs> in, in your problem, way yeah. not the reliability <laughs> yeah yeah it's 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 tricky enough to get it was tricky enough to get working with the 2015 macbook pro because it only technically supports two but i, I got the third working um now when i get how my 2017 get, how did you get the third monitor working then if it only supports two so i had two thunderbolt well two mini display port to um dvi and one usb3 to dvi so um the uh. you can run usb3 is fast enough to run a monitor off okay and uh, uh, yeah, that that was my that's my hack. But um, fast enough for desktop, I imagine, but not. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, much to have sort of that, a okay. static mail yeah. and uh, messages open on there all the time, it, it was fine. Um, and again, it, it was good enough. But the 2017, I, sh- I should be able to run at least four. Um, so uh, win, happy. Four monitors. <laughs> and, what are you going to do with them all? Oh, it's like being Batman. It's like <laughs> yeah. in the Batcave. I can see what? it. What can't I do with three mon- with four monitors or three? That's the question. Um, okay, gentlemen, I think we're pr- approaching the hour fast. Um, it's been a very good chat once again. Uh, I think um, probably le- happy to leave it at that for this week. Yeah, I think that probably, yeah, probably sounds a good. Good, a good point, isn't it? So um, let's let's wrap it up at that point. Well, we're, we'll quit while we're ahead. Excellent. So um, the techbox.net is where you can find uh, show notes and uh, actual audio. But if you're listening to this, it's probably in your podcatchers by now. That all went through perfectly fine. And uh, again, we'll go for next, in two weeks, then, shall we, gentlemen? Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'll say goodbye and goodbye from you two. Bye. Goodbye. And we'll see you in uh, the next episode of the Techbox.